guys, it's Simon. This is Brussling Unlimited as we are here on the 9th of May 2022 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. I thought first two hours of the show pretty darn good. Then the last hour, the more it got into that last hour, like we had the start of the last hour, the Cody and Theory match. By the end of that match, we had the lame finish with Seth and all that. Then, you know, farther into that hour, I just stopped caring. I really did. There's a lot of good things on this show, I felt. But in that last hour, mostly like the last 45 to 30 minutes of that last hour, the show just kind of fell off for me. I don't know if that was the same for you guys. But like, I liked a lot of the things in the first two hours of the show. But then that third hour, just I don't know. First off, Asuka and Bianca just, I mean, it should have been something I was interested in. Sounds like a great match, but I I take that back. I take that back. I was interested in the match when it was announced and as they were getting ready to start it. And then when the whole thing was just about Becky on commentary, I was never into it. I never got into the main event because they were talking more about Becky on commentary than anything going on in the ring. It was more, that should be you, Becky. Oh, you lost at WrestleMania, Becky. Bianca won twice at WrestleMania. Asuka, you gave her your belt. Asuka came back and surprised you just like you surprised. And it's just like, they're not talking about anything that happened in the match at all. And I, because of it, you know, I could never get into that main event. I'm just going to say it. I hate when they do that, when they have some special guest on commentary and they talk about that person and other things more than the match at hand when it's supposed to be an important match because now it looks like we could be getting a three-way for the women's championship but hey it don't matter since they don't care you know what i mean you know what i mean <clears throat> but with that i want to say thank you for joining me here Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. All you got to do is take that Amazon Prime account, take that Twitch account, link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. Excuse me. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribed right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well with a Super Chat or a super sticker donation. Remember, all super chats do get read live on the air. Also, remember, you can hit that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, you can do all of that more directly support us and have a better place to find it all at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy a game. Whether that's a new game, a 
new game, an old game, or claiming one of the free games, it's going to ask you if you have a creator code. It's PWUnlimited. Use that code PWUnlimited at checkout to support us, whether, again, you're buying a new game, an old game, a free game, or you're getting V-Bucks and points for Rocket League and Fortnite. But with that, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. Kay Ballard, everybody knew it was going to happen eventually. She was never going to... She wasn't going to be an authority figure forever. Everyone knew it was coming, especially over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. As far as the show does go, RK Bro opened it up and entered the show, and the announcer said that they would be getting much of a break, wouldn't be getting much of a break after last night's main event because they're defending their titles in the opening match tonight. Randy Orton admitted that they lost a hard-fought battle. But when it come, when it was all said and done, the, they would win the war. And I go, win the war? Wait, this ain't over? Orton then said that the Usos made the initial challenge of unifying the tag titles. But they want the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, so they will be coming to SmackDown this Friday. They don't care what happens. Last time, the big dog, the, the tribal chief, he ripped up the contract. This time, they're going to get in his face and demand this match. They said that the Reigns did so because they kn- he knew that they couldn't handle them. The Usos couldn't handle RK Bro. Orton said that he and Riddle still want them titles. He said if the Usos say no, and if Reigns say no, that would just show that they don't have any confidence. Riddle rambled for a minute, and then the Street Profits came out. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Remain, uh, reminded RK-Bro they were next and they wanted to be the ones to unify the titles. After Ford said that they want the smoke, Riddle told them RK-Bro 420 says we just smoked your ass. Orton lost his crap for a minute there. He seemed to enjoy that a little too much. So we had the match. Actually a really good 10-minute match. We went for Not much happened before the break. Ford hit a big flip dive and... Um, Orton, Ford made a, hit a flip die before the break. When we came back, Orton got the hot tag. There was a spot where Riddle went for a dive off the ropes, but he whipped Orton, well, wiped out Orton by mistake. Ford gave Riddle a frog splash at one point for a close near fall. As Orton broke up the cover, the, yeah, Orton broke up the cover off of the near fall. Ford went for another splash, but Riddle brought him down with an RKO. Crowd popped huge. He then pinned him and picked up the victory. Like Ford did his, he went for another frog splash as Riddle was laying on the mat. Riddle jumps up, RKO out of nowhere. There we go. It looks like RK Bro retained the titles here, and they will be moving on to SmackDown this week to, I guess you could say, make the challenge for the unification match. Where's it going to be? I don't know. Next pay per view is June 5th, Chicago. Hell in a Cell. RK Bro Usos, Hell in a Cell for the unification. If the rumors and the reports were true, they never wanted to unify the titles in the first place. It was never the plan for Mania Backlash. So, I have no clue what's going on here. I'm as confused as you guys. Let me see Kevin Patrick. And he's standing on a platform up at the top of the ramp near the stage with his back to the crowd. 
whole 1990s WWF stuff. Calls out, or not calls out, but he introduces his guest at the moment, Austin Theory. He's like, well, Theory defending his U.S. title or later on tonight against Cody Rhodes. And they kept telling us, this match will be taking place at 10 p.m. tonight, 10 p.m. So they were like, hey, be here at the top of the third hour. Theory said that it was going, uh, Theory said he was, well, wait, I wrote this way wrong. Evan Magic interviewed Theory on the stage about his defense coming up against Cody Rhodes. Theory is going with a quote, I can do this all day, is one of his catchphrases. Theory said he was practically in diapers the last time Rhodes was in WWE. Rhodes was in the past, and Theory was worried about the future. <coughs> Next up, Judgment Day would make their way out to the ring. Edge, Rhea Ripley, and Damian Priest. Edge sporting a new hairdo there with the hair slicked back but shaved down on the sides and around the back and whatnot. Cool. Edge changing it up a little bit. Not, not bad here. But I didn't really care much for this promo. It was a all-you-people promo. I was gone for nine years, and I fought hard to get back, and nobody cared, and blah, 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 blah. This was a nothing-happening promo. This was no good. Edge is great in promos, but the promo itself and what he was saying in the, wasn't good. Wasn't good at all, in my opinion. He said, people always tried to give me advice, and listening to them got me nowhere. Sure, I'm in the Hall of Fame, but I'm bigger than the Hall of Fame. Edge said the fans were ugly keyboard warriors and the people of Hartford were morons who couldn't understand that no one can touch them. The crowd then chanted, you suck at Edge. <clears throat> Priest grabbed a mic and said that they were already dangerous individuals, but they were something, there was something more. They were something more together. And now they've added a quote, instrument of brutality. Priest then told the crowd to rise for Rhea Ripley. Ripley said joining Judgment Day was one of the easiest decisions in her life. She saw Edge and Priest changing for better, for the better, and wanted the same for herself. She was tired of signing autographs at the airport just to see them end up on eBay the next day. Ripley was focused on destroying Liv Morgan here tonight. Edge said Ripley was being wasted in a tag team with Morgan. Edge rambled on for a little more before Liv Morgan would interrupt. Her music would play and this match would go five and a half minutes. The Morgan hit the code breaker for a two, but Ripley dodged a missile dropkick and applied a Texas Cloverleaf to pick up the submission victory. Yeah, five and a half minute match that nothing happened in. Nothing happened in match. After the match, Edge nodded at Ripley and she applied the Cloverleaf again. Morgan tapped wildly and Edge mocked her as she did. The three heels posed until Finn Balor's music would hit. Balor entered, and AJ's music would hit, and the two would hit the ring. They weren't really coming out to help Morgan, though. Balor just kind of, you know, went for his next match against Priest. Next up, we had a four-and-a-half-minute match. It was uh, Finn Balor against Damian Priest. Not much happened in this match, either. Balor... Set it for a dive, but Ripley stood in front of Priest to stop him. Edge would then suddenly spear Balor, DQ finish. Styles tackled Edge and fought off Priest. Ripley grabbed Styles, and he turned around like he was about to punch her, but then realized, oh, 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 can't hit a woman. Can't hit a woman. 
Edge then speared Styles, and Judgment Day stood tall. There. You know, you gotta have that, that slight bend of the elbows. The arms can't be straight up. You gotta have the slight bend of the elbows. Slight bend of the elbows. That's how they do it. Uh, slight bend of the elbows. So in the back, we had uh, Kevin Owens in the Alpha Academy. Chad Gable said he used, uh, Chad Gable used a scientific term to explain to Kevin Owens how they can expose Ezekiel slash Elias. Owens didn't understand what he was trying to say. Gable then said that, you know that solo cup I took from Ezekiel? I mean, Elias? Well, I had my friend at the DNA. I had my friend at the, uh, what did he call it? The DNA test shop or something like that. Check it and prove that he's Elias. Owens was excited about this. Owens had said he had a guest tonight too. His older brother, Ken, who would be facing Elias tonight. I'm like, oh God. Next up, you have an MVP's VIP lounge. This was a nothing happening set. Maybe this show wasn't as good as I'm remembering already. <laughs> now that I'm rereading this back, I'm like, in the moment it all felt fine, but now like re you know, re-going back over it, it was a nothing happening show, I guess. Like in the moment the show was fun. But now when you sit and think about it, I wouldn't go back and watch this show. MVP cut his usual promo until they were interrupted by Cedric Alexander. He wanted to join them yet again. Bobby Lashley would come out and laid out security. Dude, this one security guy took a bump. Oh my God, I thought this guy broke his back. Lashley did that spine buster where he grabs him from behind and then he's got his arm up like right here. So he's got the guy up, like up, up, up. And then he just woof, slams the guy down on the outside. Like, they're on the outside, the ringside area. And this guy, you hear the thud when he hits the ground. Oh, my God, that look. That hurt me watching. It hurt me watching this. He then put Cedric in the hurt lock, and there we go. He also jumped in the ring, clotheslined Omos out of the ring, and the crowd didn't care for any of this. Then we got an interesting segment. Adam Pierce, Sonya Deville. They're arguing. Pierce is like, hey, you know, I got to tell you something. Tonight, you got a match. And she's like, I don't care about my match. This, and he's like, and also, you know, we did the investigation on you and abusing your powers as an official and this and that. I just wanted to tell you. She's like, I don't care. I don't care. My match? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go. Whatever. I'll do my hand. He goes, and just remember, you're a superstar. You don't have any power. You're going out there to have a match. Don't abuse it. She goes, I don't abuse it. He goes, oh, really? Changing rules in the middle of matches? You don't abuse things? And she's like, I, I, I don't have time for this. I got to go. I got to go out there, do my match. And Adam Pierce is like, okay, then I was trying to tell you something. So Sonya's in the ring. And Adam Pierce comes out and goes, hey, Sonya, I, I have to tell you something. You weren't listening to me in the back. The formal investigation into you as an official has concluded. And unfortunately, your contract as an official, well, that's been terminated. You are now solely a WWE superstar. And as far as your uh, opponent tonight, and then we hear Mike Rome and her opponent, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss making her way down to the ring, making her big return. Now, here's the thing. It really felt like the old Alexa, but she had Lily. She still had Lily. This match goes 40 seconds. 
We square up. Alexa hits the DDT. Jumps to the top rope. Twisted Bliss. Jumps to the top rope. Twisted Bliss. One, two, three. Boom. Less than 40 seconds. Bliss, did, uh, like I said, did have the doll, but acted like her old self. So, yeah, crowd was ecstatic to see her. Since Saturday says, this is certainly unfair. Why Sonya did it by the book? Why was she fired? Because she didn't do it by the book. You can't abuse your powers. A, she put herself in a title match. That right there is an abuse of power. Then B, you get beat, so you change the rules. Is she going to go out there? Did she go out there when Becky got beat at WrestleMania and changed the rules to give Becky another shot on the same night at the same time? No. Abuse of power for her own good. That, well, gets your ass fired. Fired. As well, Red Bo you told Bobby Boucher, you're fired. Next up, Ezekiel's in the ring. Out came Ken Owens. It was Kevin Owens wearing a wig, and he actually uh, dyed his beard gray. They announced him as Ken Owens from Nova Scotia. Ezekiel then welcomed Ken to the ring. Owens told him not to play along. He said nobody actually thought that Ezekiel was Elias' younger brother, and everyone in the back who said they believed him was just playing along. Owens rambled at Ezekiel, who continued to call him Ken. Owens ripped off his wig, and some people in the crowd actually played along like, oh. I thought that was kind of funny. Owens then had enough and attacked Ezekiel. Ezekiel fought back, but the Alpha Academy ran down to make the save. Owens laid out Ezekiel with a stunner. So in the back, Adam Pierce was, was talking to Asuka when Becky Lynch interrupted. Lynch said that Asuka didn't deserve to be handed a title match. And, he, and Pierce goes, well, she's not. She's going to face Bianca tonight. And if she can beat Bianca, then we will talk about getting her a shot at the championship. But she's going to have to earn it. Um, Lynch then said, beating the champ just gets you a title match? That doesn't make any sense. I laughed at that one. I laughed at that one. Pierce then left. Lynch continued to complain to Asuka. Oscar called her a crybaby. She goes, you left to be a mom, but you came back the baby. You're just crying all the time, making excuses. I liked that. I thought that was really funny. This Saturday, there is no Ken. Oh, you vey. Some people, man, I tell you what. One minute there, I thought he was Ken. There is no fucking Ken. Come on, guy. There is no fucking Ken. So next on, Veer Mahan took on Frank Lohman. He was asked for the match why he took this match. He said, I got a wife and three twins at home. Not three twins. That's dumb. Tri triplets. I got a wife and triplets at home. I need to make some money for them. And then he got beaten a minute and a half. Less than a minute and a half. Kevin Patrick interviewed Kevin. Or no, Kevin Patrick interviewed Cody Rhodes. Rhodes put over Seth Rollins as the top five wrestler in the world and said his chapter with Rollins was closed. As soon as he said that, I go, yep, my theory's correct. Seth's going to screw him out of this match. 
He said that a theory had potential, but he better dig deep because nothing sounded better to him than becoming the new United States champion. This match went 13 minutes. Well, 13 minutes, 10 seconds or so. Theory had control early for a few minutes until Rhodes came back with, uh, with a reverse suplex and a drop kick. Theory countered a kick and cleared the announce table, but Rhodes fought back. He went for a move on the table, but Theory scampered back into the ring. Theory regained control during the break with a clothesline before the two men collided with running crossbody attempts. Rhodes came back with a, four, a running forearm and a power slam for a two. Rhodes followed this up with a moonsault and got a near fall off of it. Theory responded with a cross-leg neckbreaker for a two. Rhodes hit a disaster kick and came back with a Cody cutter. There's a close-up angle on Rhodes. And they made it obvious something was about to happen when Seth Rollins would run down and attack Rhodes from behind, score the DQ, second DQ of the night. Rollins laid out Rhodes with a curb stomp on the announce table. Corey Graves included, stating, Rollins has crossed the line. So, cool. We're getting more Cody, getting more Seth, them together. I assume this is probably just going to lead to um, the two of them fighting in Hell in a Cell. Um, who is next female official? No one. They don't need a female official. Like, you don't have to have a male and a female. You got Adam Pierce, one official. Perfectly fine. That's all you need. You only need one. You didn't need two anyways. Next up. The whole thing they did last week with uh, Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. I guess it's going to get Nikki to stop being a superhero because, like, things aren't going her way. So eventually, you know, Dewdrop's trying to get her to snap out of being a, you know, quit. She goes, she basically told her, take things more serious because they got beat tonight. As women's tag team champion Sasha Banks and Naomi against Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. Match was around four and a half minutes. Dewdrop did have the control early, but Nikki lost it when she took too long posing after getting tagged in. This allowed Naomi and Banks to knock Dewdrop off the apron and hit Nikki with a double-team finisher and pick up the victory. As they were leaving, Dewdrop screamed at Nikki at one point and gave her a lecture about, you know, what's really important? Why are you playing around? Take things more serious, and da-da-da-da-da, and then Miz would interrupt. Miz would interrupt, wearing a referee shirt, and everybody on commentary other than Corey Graves were confused. Corey then says, well, I can tell you what's going on. Miz is the referee for the next match. Mustafa Ali against Ciampa. Mustafa Ali against Ciampa. Miz grabbed a microphone after a break and explained that Ali thought he deserved better, which is why he was named the special guest referee after Theory talked to his friend, Mr. McMahon, and had this, ma had this match made. Oh, I hope not, Bangs. I hope not. I mean, I, I'm honestly shocked they haven't done that yet. But we had Ciampa versus Ali in a five-and-a-half-minute match. Neither got entrances. They came out during the break. As soon as they got back from the break, match started. Miss slow counted Ali's early pinfall attempts. <clears throat> and Ciampa was in control until Ali fought back. They had a back-and-forth exchange that led to Ali hitting a super kick and a springboard DDT. 
Ollie seemed to have it won, but Miz was just taking way too long to count. Ciampa kicked out. Ollie argued with the Miz until Ciampa hit him with a reverse DDT. Miz did a fast count, and Ciampa wins the match. Miz quickly escaped and got out of there before Ali really realized what had happened. Eventually, he was in disbelief. They then aired a Lacey Evans video, which is very weird. It was a new video, I believe, one we hadn't seen yet. But it was on Raw. She's been on SmackDown since returning. So I'm confused what's going on here. Are they just airing it to get them aired? Or is she getting moved from SmackDown to Raw? I do knew this was kind of weird. Then they told us after the break, we're going to have a big update when it, when it um, comes to Bobby Lashley and Omos. So after the break, Bobby Lashley informed us that next week, getting Omos again. This time, it is inside a 15-foot-tall steel cage. So, yep, next week, cage match. Bobby Lashley, Omos. They had to tell us like three times. You know, this, you know what this match means? It means Omos will be locked in there with Bobby Lashley. But it also means MVP will be locked out. So I think somehow MVP is going to find his way in. I don't know. I could be wrong there. But they said it three times. You know what this means? Well, you know, MVP is going to be locked out. So with about, you know, less than 20 minutes left in the show. Maybe like around 15 we were backstage, and there was a 24-7 segment. R-Truth handed divorce papers to Reggie after Reggie and Tizawa tried to give their women gifts and flowers and whatnot, and yeah, they all left, and they were like, we want a divorce. So then there's about, I don't know, 12 minutes left in the show. Becky comes out. She joins commentary. Asuka then comes out. Bianca then comes out, and the match finally begins with about five, six minutes left in the show. The match itself goes three. It was a non-title contenders match. Bianca Belair and Asuka. Asuka countered a KOD early into an armbar before Belair hoisted her up into a powerbomb. Lynch then attacked Belair. And well, we got the third DQ of the night. Lynch then also attacked Asuka. Belair checked on Asuka as Lynch backed away up the ramp as the show went off the air. Very lackluster ending. We got a three-minute match. Becky lays them both out. Well, kind of. She attacks them both. That's it. So I assume maybe triple threat. Triple threat coming up. How many weeks till Hell in a Cell? One, two, three. Three weeks till Hell in a Cell. Three more after tonight. Interesting. Very interesting. Lackluster last 45 minutes of the show or so forth. So, yeah. That was raw. Kind of a show that it, in the moment felt pretty good. But then when you go back and think about it, when I'm going back, you know, going over my notes and whatnot and recapping and, re, you know, remembering what happened, I'm like, well, this actually wasn't all that great. It was actually kind of unimpressive and a little lackluster, to be completely honest. But with that, you guys knew what know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to figure out what you guys thought of tonight's Raw. Remember... Put a super chat in the YouTube chat to make sure your question does get read or text in to 510-906-1341.
Again, that's 510-906-1341. But first, you got to check the polls. As far as the Twitch poll does go, everybody liked it. 100% of the voters on the Twitch poll liked tonight's Raw. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 44% liked it, 27% thought it was just all right, and 27% didn't like Raw. And finally, on the YouTube poll, 74% liked it, 21% thought it was just all right, and 5% did not like Raw. As far as the text messages do go, this person says, do you think Alexa Bliss will join Judgment Day? Nope, they already got their female. I don't see them adding a second one. Especially since they've already talked about how, you know, Rhea doesn't need to be in a tag team. And if they were going to add a second woman, it would be someone to team with Rhea. So, no. You see Becky or Asuka being Belair's next challenger for the Raw Women's title. We just talked about that. I could see a triple threat. Or says, when it comes to Cody, do you think uh, at SummerSlam should be what they did Becky in 2019 when she defended both her titles in the same pit? Was that SummerSlam? Thought that was money in the bank. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't SummerSlam 2019. Because she didn't have both belts come SummerSlam 2019. By money in the bank, she had lost them. She 29 2019 at WrestleMania 35, she won both belts. By money in the bank, she lost the SmackDown Women's title to Charlotte Flair, who then got cashed in on it by Bailey. So she didn't have both belts. At SummerSlam 2019. I mean, I'm going back to look at the card. SummerSlam. I could be wrong here. Let's see. SummerSlam 2019. <clears throat> Natalia, Becky submission match. For the Raw Women's title. And Bailey Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's title. So no. She did not have. Your question is Nolan Void when you say, do you think they at SummerSlam should do what they did with Becky at SummerSlam 20? No, no, Says, Becky really caused chaos in the main event championship contender match between Be uh, Bianca and Asuka tonight. Do you see a future triple threat? Yes, future triple threat. Um, I think Raw did good tonight. I hate three DQ matches. Also, do you think Nikki A.S.H. going back to Nikki Cross? I hope so. I think that is the move they're going to do. I just hope she doesn't become some super villain. Nikki. S-A-S-H. Nikki. No, it would be... Nikki. A-S-V. Almost super villain. I don't know. Um, And this one says, Mustafa Ali versus Theory. Helen a Cell? No. Why? Mustafa Ali getting that U.S. title shot was never... To start something with Mustafa Ali and Theory. It was always for Mustafa Ali and Miz. As we see, Theory's no longer involved in this. It's still Miz. Maybe Ciampa a little bit, but yeah. No, this was never anything for Mustafa Ali and Theory. This was always for Mustafa Ali and Miz. So no, this has nothing to do with Mustafa Ali still trying to go for that U.S. title. Also says, where the hell are Ray and Dom? Well, we know Dom got killed by Veer. Not sure about Ray, because Ray got pulled from a show recently, which is why Dom fought Veer and this and that. 
Next person says, I'm feeling Hell in a Cell will have a good card. Oh, it's too early to tell. So be optimistic, bud. It's always good to be optimistic. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. A little bit later on tonight, I will be live on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. We're going to play some games. We're going to hang out. We're going to have some fun. Excuse me. With that, guys, go over there, hit that follow button to make sure you know when I do go live next. But with that, have a great rest of your night, guys, and I'll see you next time. Have a good one.